You are listening to the She Speaks podcast. The She Speaks podcast is here to normalize our experiences in life and business by sharing our stories of rising from the proverbial ashes of our real life trials and tribulations. When we share our experiences, we give others permission to keep putting one foot in front of the other, remember to breathe, and to never, ever leave the power of our promising futures on the table. Tune in weekly for fresh new content that will inspire you to share your story too. Hi, I'm Suzanne F. Stevens, the founder of UMiWi Social Impact Group. I wanted to share with you the moment when money turned to meaning. It was March 17th, 2009, and I was sitting on my couch looking at all my stuff. You know that stuff that you collect as signs of your success? Whatever it is for you, for me, it was that convertible, hot tub, rooftop terrace, whatever it is for you. And I remember looking just at all my stuff, and I couldn't help but think, is this it? Is this the biggest impact that I'm ever going to have? Well, I just started to cry my eyes out. I had this sort of breakdown realizing this was not the path I wanted to travel. And, well, my husband walks in the room and you kind of could see it on his face like, what didn't I do for a birthday? And And through the tears, I just said to him, you know, honey, is this it? And he looked at me with, is what it? Is this the biggest impact we're going to have? He said, what do you propose? I said, let's go back to Africa for a couple years and interview African women pioneers with the goal of African women educating future potential African women leaders. We can create a website, and we could call it something like Wisdom Exchange TV. What do you think? Now, there's kind of a moment in every marriage where someone wonders, did you marry the right person? (laughs) For me, this this was that time. My husband turned to me and said, maybe I should go back. Maybe I should go back before the moment and tell you what led to the moment in the first place. Well, you see, I have three older brothers and we are a sales family. And the long and short of that is I followed in the family footsteps. And lucky for me, I had an investor who saw how I sold, and better than that, saw how I trained sales and leadership skills. And as a result, they invested in me. And therefore, I had a secure, I was kind of one of these secure entrepreneurs where I received a salary every month, but I was building a business at the same time. And long and short of it is, I ended up having six employees, and all of a sudden I felt like I was 
living their dream. I was investing all their time in their causes, investing time in their development. And although, sure, I was making more money as a result of it, I really wasn't fulfilling my causes. I wasn't fulfilling what really meant something to me. Matter of fact, when 2008 hit, I started doing a lot of training in the pharmaceutical industry. And then I realized, because I mean, who's going to have money in a downturn, right? Well, pharmaceutical did. And we started training sales teams and creating products. And we were innovative and, and, and curious and courageous. And we did all these great things. But I felt empty, soulless. I, I just was not fulfilled. And all of a sudden, I just went, is this it? And that led to my March 17th aha moment where I went, sure, I'm doing well. I've got stuff. But this stuff is not the story I want to tell. This stuff, if I continue down this path, I will continue being very successful in training and development, in working with corporations and Fortune 500 companies. But me, I won't have meaning. So that's what led to the moment. Anyway, wouldn't my husband say you're wondering? Well, he turned to me and said, you know, you'll have to lead, but I will follow. So that was that. Well, kind of. It took us two years. It took us two years to pack everything up and get organized. And, you know, my husband was a leader in his own right, and he had 100 employees. So it took him time to really decide, okay, I'm going to follow you, but I need to do it in my time. After a couple years of getting reorganized and me doing more pharmaceutical training and development and realizing that I'm not going to get back to the clients that I really want to work with, I just said, it's time. It's time to make the shift. In 2011, we did. We sold all of our stuff. And then we were on an adventure of a lifetime where we started interviewing African women pioneers in 15 countries. And we traveled via backpack from country to country, not knowing and barely anybody, few connections, getting new phone service every time we went to a new country, getting new contacts. But we set up and we started interviewing these women pioneers that we did research on found them in magazines, found them on list of award winners that achieved social impact, all sorts of things. And we, we interviewed them. We went to their homes. We went to their offices. We went to their workplaces. We were invited as their guests wherever we went. And the fact that they said yes, I, to this day, I still don't know why. But they said yes. Once again, I should probably go back. You see, the reason I thought of this idea in the first place is because the first time I went to Africa in 2007, I heard Dr. Douglas Crewe say, now he was the Vice Chancellor of Africa International University, and he had said the biggest problem in Africa is not poverty, not education, not urbanization, but leadership. 
When moral leaders with integrity and justice arise, Africans' problems will be solved. Well, for me, that changed everything. What better leaders could there be than women? This self-funded adventure took Mike and I through 17 African countries, where we interviewed 70 social change makers, including one of the commissioners of the African Union, to the undereducated who started a university, to social entrepreneurs who employed hundreds, to an activist that fought for the right to own land, to a banana beer manufacturer who elevated her entire community. These women were transforming communities, countries, organizations, impacting hundreds, not thousands, in many cases millions of people because they all had something in common. They lived their legacy. They made sure every day they made their contribution count. They had obstacles to overcome on an ongoing basis and that did not stop them. This was magical to see these women persevere with such grace calmness and integrity, no matter what happened, they would persist. Well, we were on to something because the goal was for Wisdom Exchange to educate future African women leaders. And yet I was the one who learned more than anybody because I realized that in the African context, these women lived by a concept called Ubuntu. I am because we are. And it's very much a human, all-inclusive we philosophy, which means we don't serve ourselves, but we serve the overarching community. I mean, that's the saying is it takes a village. Well, the reality is it takes so much more than a village. And that's where it comes from. Those philosophies come from the African context. Well, these women taught me to look into my heart and see how I could turn my money into more of a mission that had meaning. So You, Me, We, the, the name of my business, started as Mike, my husband, and my blog. It was He was you, I was me, and we were we, and you happened to be blue, his favorite color. Me, my favorite color was red. And we, well, if you put those two colors together, it's purple. It really, it wasn't much more than that. And we realized that this blog that we barely utilized was something that we really needed to take into account and, and evolve to a business. And that's where you, me, we, social impact group came from. And now, I still do leadership and training and development, but I speak more keynotes now with the point of getting and helping women particularly, but all people, but I do target women because we do have a feminine power that needs to be celebrated. And when we look at a lot of those characteristics of what that feminine power is, we tend to be naturally more inclusive and collaborative. And as a result of that, we also want to contribute and we have the compassion to do it. So I created a business that I'm not gonna lie, I make less money, but boy, oh boy, do I have more meaning. And the best part, most of the time, is my husband works alongside me and he has more meaning too. And we work on events, we do all kinds of things in order to 
challenge our perception of how to make your contribution count. We embed it in our business in a multitude of ways. We incorporated in selling my book and 15% goes to education for women leaders in Africa. We've just done an event that celebrates uh, the women's feminine power and the proceeds went to shelters across Canada to we invest mostly in entrepreneurs and women's education. This is what gives me meaning and helping and, and working and collaborating with other women to look at their lives and their businesses on how to incorporate social contribution into their business. It makes not only personal sense, but it also makes business sense. Well, that was my journey, and a heck of a journey it is. We had to buy all new stuff when we moved back to Canada. Couldn't afford to live in Toronto anymore because for a couple of years we spent a lot of money getting, getting around. We moved up to Collingwood, Ontario and live on the water and love it. Love it and now the pandemic's here and I'm in my office and I look at the water and I'm sharing my story with powerful women that are changing the world. And I want to work with and know powerful women changing the world. So if I was to leave you with three thoughts. One, be courageous. Just because you're on a path that pays you money, does it offer you the meaning? Secondly, be curious. I am so thankful for my curiosity every day because that curiosity has led me to over 60 countries asking questions, learning, understanding, and celebrating the lives of people that are transforming their community, country, and continent, and companies. And lastly, be creative because creativity leads to new possibilities. It gives you an opportunity to think outside of what you know, to go to places that you don't know. Being creative means you also can look at possibilities and opportunities to merge meaning and mission and money. One does not need to replace the other. Matter of fact, I pride myself now making a living well having meaning. It just takes courage, curiosity, and creativity. And if I stuck with what I know, I wouldn't have been on this incredible journey that I am so proud and excited about. And that gives me meaning every single day. Thanks for joining me on my story of how to take money and make it a mission and turn it into meaning. It was a moment, but an important one. And people say, crying gets you nowhere. <laughs> Just remember, your contribution counts for you, me, we. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the She Speaks podcast. If you like this episode, please be sure to send us a five-star rating and review on iTunes to help us reach more listeners. For more information on our publishing services, please visit us at www.gcwpublishing.com.